Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. What's up, everybody? I'm Gammy, and this is Positively Gam. As many of you know, I love to travel, especially just hanging out and chilling at the beach. There's a lot about traveling I don't know, though, and wanted to have a travel expert on the show to learn where the best destinations are, how to get cheap travel rates, and to find out where I should be visiting. So let's get into the episode. I'm so excited to introduce Glow Atanmo. She's a travel entrepreneur, and creative educator venturing to over 91 countries across six continents and telling the stories of destinations around the world. She's the host of the Glow Show podcast and the founder of the Social Educators Academy, where she helps people leverage their social platforms to make a difference and make a living doing what they love. She also has written an ebook. From Excuses to Excursions, How I Started Traveling the World, in which she talks about everything that has led up to where she is today. Welcome to Positively Gam, Glow. So glad to have you on. Thank you, Gam, for having me. Cheers from Bali. I'm so excited to be on and talking to you today. Yes, we are excited to have you. I actually grew up traveling with my parents. My parents were traveling and they felt like travel and your traveling experiences and your education is something that no one can ever take from you. So I learned to love traveling. What sparked your interest in travel? I love that. And yeah, what what an honor that your parents were able to expose you to the beauty of travel at such a young age. For me, I always grew up thinking, oh, what my parents told me, this is the way the world works. 
and even culturally, oh, the American way is the way. And you travel yeah. <laughs> and then you learn that. And you find that that's not quite the truth. And then it's no longer about right versus wrong. It's just different. Like so many right. things that we think about the world, the ways that we live in this world, it's not a matter of right or wrong. It's just different. And that difference humbled me. It's just different. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. It gives you an opportunity to really see and experience and understand different cultures. And it teaches you to just be tolerant. Like Americans, I think, are really elitist in that attitude where, you know, everything that we do is the best. And there are people that are quite happy where they are in their own country, with their own cultures. And of course, we have some freedoms and I'm perfectly happy being here. But it is wonderful to experience other cultures. My first out-of-the-country experience was in Jamaica. What was your first out-of-the-country travel experience? Oh, mine wasn't as exotic. It was the UK, so London. Okay. <laughs> I was 22. It was actually to study abroad. And funny enough, I was not a drinker. Like, I never drank alcohol. And then when I learned I'd be studying abroad, I was like, oh, British, I heard they're big drinkers and I have to represent America. So let me start drinking. <laughs> so I can keep up with the pub culture. So literally, that is that was like why I started drinking alcohol, just to be able to represent America well around the world. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. That is hilarious. Sad. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. That's funny. What kind of things do you think older people should look for when picking a travel destination? Yeah. So I think one of the biggest things that people fear in general, no matter what their age, is the language barrier. So I would recommend yeah. like a place where it's either English is the first language or English is the second or third language. And so most people can speak it or at least signs are in English. So I love Ireland and Scotland for those reasons. But if you're looking for hmm. something a little bit more exotic, Namibia is one of those, oh my goodness, if more people knew about it, because I think in the African continent, South Africa is like people's first stop. But Namibia, yeah. it is so otherworldly. It is so beautiful. And I think, and it's so safe. So I think people who are over 40, over 50, over 60 would really enjoy safaris, relaxation, glamping in the desert. Wow. Now I'm writing this down because that is not some place I've been to South Africa a couple of times. Yeah. And I've never thought about going to Namibia. Yeah. Wow. And you could drive there okay. from South Africa as well. I drove. Yeah. Which is also an experience. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Now you're currently in Bali. Yeah. And I've read that you've been there over 30 times. What yeah. sparked your interest about Bali? Now I've been to Bali too. So I, it is a beautiful country and I definitely want to go back. But what, what is it that with Bali, you and Bali, what's going on? It, it is this love affair that I can't get enough of, Gam. Um, no, I think there are certain places that you go to and it's just, they receive you with such warmth. And every time I come here, yeah. like I, I teared up walking through the airport when I landed, especially after quarantine, Indonesia closed their borders. And so I couldn't come here for over two years. And I'm so connected to this island that it, it was so emotional just walking through the airport because I was like, oh my goodness, these are my people. And I'm so connected to this place that I started learning the language because I come here wow. and I, I take photos. I take 
memories. I take souvenirs. So I'm like, let me learn the language so that I'm meeting them halfway and they don't have to translate to, to meet me halfway. It's like I'm showing reverence yeah. and respect to the culture by just salamat datang di Bali is welcome to Bali. <laughs> so I've been studying for seven months wow. um, and it's incredible. Wow. Now, when I was there, I remember it, it as being a very spiritual place. Yeah. Is yeah. that has been that your experience? Absolutely. You? I, I think Japan is my favorite country in the world, but very close second is Indonesia and Bali specifically because of that spiritual essence that you get. And I always feel like the closer you are to nature, the, the more present God is. And the quieter yeah. your soul and your mind, the louder God could speak to you. So I love being around nature. Like I wish I could turn my camera around and just show you my, my villa is surrounded in this lush greenery with in front of my pool. So it's just and you can really live like royalty here for a fraction of the price. Actually, my girlfriends and I are trying to plan a trip to okay. Bali next year. One of my girlfriends you. just retired and we're very interested in going back to Bali just by ourselves because our husbands typically don't like to travel those long distances, which is fine. We're just going to leave them home for this yeah. trip. But what are some of the best hotels for us to stay at? Or you said you're staying at a villa. Yeah. So, so tell us where we should be staying and what we should be doing. Yes, one of the, my favorite features. So this is not a plug for Airbnb, but I have to plug them because Airbnb has this new feature where if you go on their homepage, it says, let your curiosity do the booking. So that's what you're going to click. It's like the second option. Instead of typing the destination, just click on let your curiosity do the booking. Because when that happens, you can now search for all of the incredible variety of things that you, of places that you can stay. So if you want to stay in a castle, in a dome, in a private villa, on a private island, on a houseboat, like it'll bring up the most unique type of accommodations that this island has to offer. So I recommend doing that just to see the options that are out there, because sometimes you don't know what you, you want until you see it. You're like, oh, I want to stay in a dome on top of a, a treehouse. <laughs> you know? You can really just go on Airbnb and just search private villa and you will just hundreds, if not thousands of options. And I can, you know, personally send you my list off the top of my head. I'm staying right now at a place called Desa Hay, and it's in a small village area called Mengui. And that's near the Changu area, which is a little bit west of the island or midwest of the island. But I, I stayed at well over a hundred villas on this island alone because I love experiencing a different vantage point. Every three nights I'm in a different villa because I just want to experience as many beautiful sceneries, as many gorgeous Balinese architecture. Look at this custom door panel that leads to my restroom. Everything yeah, that's is beautiful. So that's beautiful. well done. Yeah. But it sounds exhausting. No. Like, okay. <laughs> Only because I have to say, let me just say, when my parents traveled, they typically, when they would travel out of the country, it was my mother, <laughs> my poor father. She dragged him around. All he wanted to do was just, he always wanted to go to Hawaii. He never made it there. She took him to Russia. They went to, where else did they go? India. When they went on trips, she went for knowledge and ex to experience the culture. I just typically just want to go to relax. 
So I'm typically Ooh. looking for a beach. Now, my husband, on the other hand, he's the one that wants to go and he wants to go to ruins and experience his, historical. He's bored to death just being on the beach. What I can't see myself doing, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to go somewhere and then pack up after three nights and go stay someplace else and stay there for three nights and pack all my stuff up and go someplace else. I, I'm exhausted just listening to you. I appreciate your transparency. And the other thing, the other thing I want to ask you too is, do you always travel alone? Ooh, yeah. So out of like the 91 countries, I would say 75 were solo. And here's wow. the thing about traveling solo, because as you mentioned, everyone has a different intention or reason why they want to escape or yeah. just change up their day-to-day -day routine. And so I think right. the, the intention guides my travel. And so if I'm very conscious about, I'm going to Bali this time for a creative sabbatical because I need new inspiration to bring back to my business. Like I want that to be the only thing driving me forward. I don't want to have to worry about mm -hmm. babysitting or catering to the needs of the group around me. So it's very liberating to travel solo. But I also think that, yeah, when you are traveling with a group and let's say you're coming to Bali next year, have a group mm -hmm. intention. If you all have the same okay. intention, it'll be easier to make decisions on where you stay and what you do. And even have pockets of solo time. Have a day if someone wants to go oh, to definitely. a museum. Yeah, let, let them do their thing. Someone wants a beach day, let them yeah. do their thing. So. I think it's all about. Yeah, we definitely believe in that. Like everybody doesn't always have to do everything together yes. the whole vacation. You know, exactly. no, that's not a requirement. Like people want to break off and, and do their own thing and, and have some time to themselves. So, yeah, I can definitely yeah. see that. Another thing I realized about traveling solo is that I'm so much more approachable because let's say I'm in a restaurant and let's say it's a very local restaurant. If I'm here with my friends, mm -hmm. I'm focusing on my friends. I'm with my family. I'm focusing on family. I'm present with them. And so maybe I'm not as open to having a conversation with someone who works there. But if I'm there solo, all of a sudden I become this fascination. I'm like, whoa, everyone wants to talk to me. Everyone wants to approach me. Everyone wants to know, wow, this black American with braids is in my country. Whoa, are you a celebrity? What did we do to deserve you to sit at our restaurant? <laughs> it's just... <laughs> You, they roll out the red carpet because they feel like you must be someone special to be here solo. And just because I'm also a very colorful dresser. So they just assume, yeah. oh, Serena Williams is someone I've been mistaken for in many countries. <laughs> yeah, which is funny. I think they just see a black person and they're like, oh, she's sick yeah. and she's black. <laughs> 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 yeah, so it's just very interesting. <laughs> What particular sites do we need to see when we travel to Bali? Yeah. So again, going back to the intention, if you want a little bit of adventure, I always love recommending the monkey forest because you will never get the same experience because monkeys are so unpredictable. You will see them hump in front of you. You'll see them steal someone's phone. They'll throw food at okay, each other. I'm already cringing at the thought. <laughs> but Go ahead. <laughs> I'm not a fan of monkeys. <laughs> Just, okay, we're gonna. But go ahead, the monkey forest. We're gonna we're gonna skip All right. that. Nope, moving next. Okay, there's a place. No, called... no, no. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. My thing is, I always travel to experience something that I can't at home, and so my goal yeah. is always to do the most adventurous and exotic things. You won't find that at home. But I right. will say, near that area, it, it's called. Near there is this place called Tegalalong Rice Patties, and that is the quintessential 
Balinese rice paddy view and just trekking among those rice paddies. It, it's a very easy trek, like maybe it takes 10 minutes just to get to the view spot, but it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I think that's great to get the quintessential I've been to Bali photo. And then, of course, there's dozens of waterfalls throughout the island. So I think you you definitely yeah. have to go to a waterfall and yeah, just experience the serenity in that environment. I went there when I went with my daughter for Mother's Day one year. And I think we we did the, the rice paddies okay. and a waterfall. And we did white water rafting as well. Oh, that sounds fun. I've never done that here. How about the Bali swing? Are you familiar with the Bali swing? Uh-uh. No. Okay, so basically in the middle of the jungle, anywhere in Ubud, there's probably seven or eight now, but you can go on this swing and the swing is atta- attached to two really tall coconut trees. So again, sounds very sketch, but it's the travel way. <laughs> you just have to trust that this is going to hold me up. <laughs> but you swing into this gorgeous view. It's in the middle of the jungle and... I can send photos to Irene and just to send to you, but it's really just one of those. I can't get this view at home. And oh my goodness, this world is so beautiful. Like you have those moments when you're on it. Wow. That sounds exciting. Yeah. And the last recommendation um, is Pura Ulun Bratan Temple. It's a little towards the north, but it's like this holy temple. Mm -hmm. And it's surrounded by a lake. It's beautiful. It's just, it's a place to appreciate Balinese architecture. Indonesia itself is a majority Muslim country, but the island of Bali is majority Hindu. And so you see a lot of Hindu temples, Hindu statues. And even though I'm a Christian, I can always appreciate another religion. I can appreciate other customs and cultures. So it's a really serene place as well to just appreciate Balinese traditions. Now, tell us some of the do's and don'ts we need to think about. We've all seen the movie Taken. Oh, Lord. (laughs) What do we need need to be careful about when we're traveling to to foreign countries? My biggest thing, especially at airports, because I think airports, that's a place where you can easily be identified as a target, as like someone who's clueless. So depending mm-hmm. on the country, taxis, taxi drivers can be the most aggressive type of people in every country because it's, that's a dog-eat-dog world. It's scrappy. They're literally fighting their income against hundreds of other taxi drivers. So they will push, not push physically, but they'll badger and like aggressively want to sell you. No, I can take you. I can take you. And so you cannot, the minute you land and you're like going towards the exit, you need to look like the most confident person and you need to walk with a purpose. Do not walk looking around. Huh? Where's my driver? Where's the taxi? Where's right, the tri- right. Get your luggage. Walk out with a purpose. Like I've been here before. I am not a tourist. Listen, I'm here to meet friends. Oh, there you are. Point at someone random. Walk with a purpose because the minute you look confused, you are a target to be taken advantage of. And as unfortunate as that is, people, especially after the pandemic, are so desperate for cash. So they're just looking for anyone that mm-hmm. looks like they could be easily manipulated. So how would we get a taxi then? In advance. Is that something that we need to arrange with the villa that where we're staying? Absolutely. So anytime you book that first, if you're staying at the same villa the whole time, like always ask and request for transportation services and request them to be specific about where you meet. They'll usually say, okay, once you exit, you're going to make a left 
and we'll be standing there with with a sign with your name on it. With a sign. Yes. Okay. And I always think as well, if you can take the extra effort to learn five to 10 words in the local language, just in case like someone is trying to badger you. But if you can just like like one word in, in Indonesian is suda and suda means I already have. So if I'm walking and I could just be walking to the market somewhere and of course like motorbikes and taxi drivers are slowing mm-hmm, down, they mm-hmm. see me walking and they think that I need a ride. And so I'm like, oh, tida, suda, suda, suda. And as soon as I say that, they're like, oh, she not only doesn't need us, but she said it in my language. And so they're quick to leave me alone. But if I go, no, they're like, oh, are you sure? No, miss, just tell me where you live and I can help you. And I'm like, suda, suda will shut them up and leave <laughs> They'll leave me alone. Okay. So just five, five words, five to 10 words of the basics, please. Yes, no, thank you, wine. What are some of the good apps that you could um, download if you don't speak the language? Ooh, I guess, well, Google Translate is such a... And that's for any country. Yeah. I think Google Translate is if you can download, like you can have an offline dictionary. So of the download, the the full dictionary offline of the language that you need. Mm -hmm. That way, even if you don't have Wi-Fi or Internet, you can always pull up any type of translation that you need. Are there certain countries that you um, would suggest that that are safer? Like you already mentioned Namibia. Yeah. And obviously Bali, because you've been there 30 sometimes. <laughs> Are there other countries that you would recommend for, particularly for single women, not even necessarily older women like myself, but just for single women who want to travel by themselves? Absolutely. I have three that immediately come to mind. The first is Japan. There's a reason it's mm-hmm. my favorite country in the world. Japan, I think, not only do they live 10 to 20 years in the future, but there's something about yeah. them culturally where they are so communally respectful. And my favorite thing, I think the first, my first sign of like how they are as people is I'm in the airport and there's two lines for going through to check in. And one line is, says, if you're in a rush and you have less than 15 minutes, here's the speedy line. You can come to this line. And then there's the other line that says, here's the standard line. There was a hundred people in the standard line, nobody in the urgent line. And it goes to show that they, wow. they're so honorable. No one's cheating the system. You, you take the bus and there's a sign that says, please keep your phone on silent to respect the Zen of your neighbors around you. I'm like, listen, wow. if you don't, come on. <laughs> <laughs> so I, we don't know nothing about that here. Okay. So, and one, one time yeah. I was looking for, I think, a bus station or a train station. And I asked someone if they could help me. Not only did they like point me to where it was, they walked me there. I was like, Japan, I don't deserve you. So Japan is not only incredibly safe, but the people are so kind. They don't accept tips. Like I I tipped someone at a restaurant and they chased after me with the money. It's their honor to serve. They don't do it for the extra tip. So Japan, first and foremost, my second recommendation is Norway. Scandinavian countries Hmm. also are very futuristic. Norway is the north of a European area. So you want to make sure you're going there in the summer because it can get cold if you go there in the winter. But it's incredible. I solo traveled there for two weeks and I rented a car and I just drove around the entire country. 
And if I got lost, oh. I would just pull up, pull over and someone would help me. They're like, oh, just follow me 10 minutes this way. And there's this inherent, like your gut, your intuition is the best thing that you can have when you're traveling. And you can feel when I don't trust this, but I, I never felt mm-hmm. that there. And there's just this, I, I don't know if it's the way they're raised or just them culturally as people, but some countries just you just have this in, innate trust because of who they are and, and how they act. So Norway would be number two, and then Scotland would be number three. I absolutely love Scottish people. I love Scotland, and that's a country I've been to over 10 times. Just incredible banter, incredible. They also are kind of big drinkers, <laughs> so they're, they're just fun people. I, I no longer drink, but it, it's just always great to be around people that just know how to let loose and banter and communicate with you. Now, as a woman of color, did you have any challenges <laughs> traveling in some of these countries? Let's just be real. Let's let's go there. Let's go there. So I was about, I was nine years nomadic. I've been like nine years. I lived out of a suitcase and traveled full time. So in those nine years, in the beginning, I was going to a lot of like familiar countries like Spain and France. And I was like, oh, it's cool. And then the further east I went, like Eastern Europe, that's when I started to have more interesting experiences. I will say the, the, the most negative experiences I've ever had probably happened in Prague, Czech Republic, mm. um, and then in Rio okay. de Janeiro, Brazil, which is unfortunate. So in Prague, what happened wow. is... Exactly. So those experiences are very different. But in Prague, I actually, I was like, not that it mattered how I was dressed, but you know, it, it was colder. So I was wearing a trench coat and I'm, I'm just walking, minding my business. And the first like strange thing I noticed is there was a couple walking in the opposite direction, but the wife or the girlfriend got her husband's head and turned it around like away from me. And I'm just, I just noticed it like casually. I was like, huh, okay. What a, I don't know what that was about. I continue walking, a car slows down and spits at me. It doesn't land on me, but it like lands towards my feet. And it's like this sign Mm -hmm. of what are you doing here? We don't want you here. And I later learned that there were a lot of like African prostitutes that were trafficked in that area. And so they lumped me in that category and assumed I'm there to sleep with local men to make a living. And that was really Uh... hard. There were restaurants that wouldn't serve me and they made it very obvious. Like, no, 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 Mm. we don't want you here. And that was tough. So I ended up staying in my hostel the whole time and I just cried (laughs) until it was time to go. And then in Brazil, it was also, it's interesting because when we look at like slave history, like in in between the Americas, it was actually Brazil that imported the largest amount of it to Brazil. And so the colorism issue there is so ripe. And I was there doing a campaign and working with a brand. They put me in this really nice hotel and by the time I landed, it was about midnight. So I go straight to bed. I check and go to bed. The next morning I'm there for breakfast and I'm just eating. And a lady comes to me, like works there, speaking at me in Portuguese, speaking to me in Portuguese, yelling at me and telling mm-hmm. me to leave. And again, because I learned some of the words, I'm like, eu não falo português, eu não falo, eu não falo. I don't speak. Like, I'm sorry, I don't know what you're saying, but I can tell that she's angry. And she's, oh, não fala, não fala. And then she goes to the reception and then she sees that I'm actually a paying guest. But she thought I was there soliciting customers, again, assuming that I'm a sex worker and trying to find customers. So that image or that assumption is is ripe in some countries. And before they hear me, like I'm black first, then they're assumed I'm African, then they assume I'm a prostitute. And then it's, oh, when I speak, oh, she's American and then she's a tourist. 
So there's all these layers of subconscious judgments wow. that people can make before I even get a chance to open my mouth and say who I am. So that that yeah. is really unfortunate, but I would say it makes up less than 5% of my travel experiences. That's good. That's yeah. good. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more.
What are the hot spots to visit around the world right now? I've been to some of the world's wonders. I've been to four of them. Oh, come on. Yeah, I've been to I've been to the Great Wall of China. Okay. I've been to Chichen Itza in wow. Mexico. I've been to the Great Pyramids in wow. Egypt and the Colosseum in Italy. Ooh, nice, nice, nice. Yeah. Um, okay, when I think of it places, hmm, I'm going to say countries because the first one that comes to mind is Sri Lanka. Now, Sri Lanka is not a place wow. that exactly. It's the, they call it the teardrop of India. So it's right underneath the country of in- India. So it has the rich and vibrant culture of India, but it looks like Bali. <laughs> so for me, it has the best of both worlds because it's so culturally rich. The food, oh, the qu- Sri Lankan cuisine, my goodness, you would think it's like a black grandma in the kitchen back there. <laughs> so many flavors. I'm like, yes. So I love Sri Lanka. And there were so many beautiful exchanges that I had with young women, like teenage women. They, they would come up to me because I'm there solo traveling and they would look at my skin and they would compare it to theirs. They're like, wow, it's it's beautiful. So, oh, you're also brown. They could, they could recognize that we share the same skin tone, but that I was a different ethnicity. And they would just be like, beautiful. Oh, like me, beautiful. And I'm like, yes, beautiful. Yes. Yeah, that must have felt really good. Yes, because the skin whitening creams that you see line the shelves of Asia, no doubt it affects a lot of the psyche of the women there. So I think they were really excited to see beauty reflected in a different way in another uh, dark skinned woman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Another place I would say is Grenada. I I think if you're looking for places that are a little bit shorter distance from the U.S., Mm -hmm. Grenada, I think, has the best food, kindest people, uh, most beautiful beaches um, in the Caribbean. I just, I found it to be such a country of surprises. It's so, I I think when you go to the Caribbean, St. Lucia, Jamaica, you you have Mm -hmm. the places that most people flock to because it's like common and well-known, but Grenada took me by surprise. And that's a place where I'm like, I wouldn't mind going there every summer, every year. So yeah, Grenada. Wow. What about Turks and Caicos? I've not been there before, but I heard that they they had the the best beaches. It's still a little underdeveloped, so there's not a lot to do there other than beach. But I heard that their beaches are fabulous. That is very true. Turks and Caicos, I don't think water gets more blue or turquoise or... I mean, Turks and Caicos and Maldives probably have the most beautiful water I've ever seen. I'm like, God, okay, showing out, like beautiful. But like you mentioned, you have to go there for strictly to relax because I I didn't find it to be, Yes, I didn't have much to do. And so I'm just on the beach reading. I don't mind that. It wasn't a very adventurous trip, but it was great for relaxation. Yeah, it wasn't. (laughs) Yeah. That was how I felt about the Maldives. It, it it was, yeah, it was just a very relaxing trip. But I was glad that I went and, and I would definitely go back if I was looking Funny to enough, relax like that. And I want to mention the Maldives really quickly because I think it is a honeymoon destination that a lot of women wait to go with their partner. And I would say I went um, four months after the pandemic started because I was one of the only countries that was still open <laughs> to Americans. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'd been four months locked in my apartment. So I was like, okay, I need water and I need space and I need nature. And so I'm like, let me go somewhere and social distance safely in by the water. And the Maldives, because it is so spread out, there's so many islands, they were like social distancing, yeah. 
like three villas in between each person. So we had a lot of space. And I will say, I'm really glad that I went there solo because I think a lot of women, especially, we wait for love and partners to create these memories. Mm -hmm. And it's, we were born alone. We're going to die alone. Let life not pass you by without creating memories that are just for yourself. And I think that's super important. Yeah, that really is. I like that you said that. tips and tricks do you have for how to be an efficient packer? I'm getting better, but I typically do tend to overpack. <laughs> what, what kind of trips do you have? Do you fold or do you roll? Like, Listen, how, how about neither? How about I stuff and I sit and I zip <laughs> and I feel like the, the ultimate imposter telling you I ain't got it. I ain't got the answers. <laughs> I, How is that possible? The way you travel, you got to have some here's the packing thing. tips. When you, I, the first packing tip I have is I recommend carry on only. If you can, it is not worth. Here's the thing: it's there are suitcases where okay, let's say you got your twenty outfits out. Like you're like okay, these are the twenty outfits I want to bring because Lord knows we bring twenty outfits, we wear three. Like <laughs> this right. is how it is. <laughs> But bring an empty pillowcase, empty out a pillowcase, and then layer out or fold a bunch of clothes and put it in the pillowcase and then kind of roll it down. So when you bring that pillowcase, like the flight attendant will think that, oh, this is just a pillow to sleep, but it actually is carrying like a bunch of your clothes. But they don't have to know that because you can bring a pillowcase and it's not going to count as a carry-on. So you can actually have your two carry-ons plus your pillowcase and the pillowcase almost serves as a third bag. So that is sneaky. <laughs> Can't too many people know this, though. Otherwise, we're going to get, you know, exposed. But I've been doing this scam for years and I've never been caught. Another thing that I try to do is let's say again, I'm like, oh, man, I got like this book or this camera. There's something that just can't fit into my carry on. But I, I, I don't want to have to check in this bag. What I'll do then is I'll go to the duty free inside of the airport. And I'll buy I don't know, something random, like a box of crackers and anything that can take up a lot of space. Once I get that bag or they give me the duty free bag, I now have, again, a third carry on. So I might give the crackers away, eat the crackers. I don't know, throw it away. But now I have a bag and I pretend I'll put like either a cushion or I'll put like the receipt on top. But I, I empty out the duty free bag and I put my actual belongings in it. So they see the duty-free <laughs> bag and they think, oh, she just shopped at the airport. It's no, this is the stuff that couldn't fit inside of my suitcase. <laughs> so <laughs> you can do that too. That's interesting because I had a friend that went to do, but maybe it was because it was alcohol. They had to check it. Yeah, I think it's, they do that for alcohol or okay. perfume. Yeah, th there's certain yeah. things. But if, okay. you're, if you buy food, like just buy like a cracker yeah. of cookies, they're not going to check that. I got it's, you. It's not a large purchase. But some of my favorite suitcase brands I'll mention are Away Luggage, American. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I w I've seen that Away brand and I was going to check it out. You like that? They're so durable. I think they have a lifetime warranty. I think I've had to switch it out once in maybe six years. So, it, I mean, it's just. Wow. It's worth the investment. People see the price tag, but it's like a suitcase is like a lifetime investment. You're always going to be yeah. needing to go somewhere at some point. So I would say right. invest in a sturdy suitcase. So I love Away Luggage. Samsonite is also great. And American mm -hmm. Tourister. American Tourister is a little bit more um, affordable for people on a budget. 
but I've had good experiences with those uh, three brands. Last thing I want to mention about what to pack is extra patience, grace, and compassion. There are a lot of people who are rusty. (laughs) There are a lot of countries that their quarantine and their COVID regulations and protocols are changing by the day, if not the week. And so there's sometimes the airport just, it's chaos. And even to come to Bali Mm -hmm. this time around, there were about eight things that you needed to check off, like eight things that you needed to have insurance with 25,000 coverage, blah, blah, blah. But there's, it's a very strict list. And there are a lot of people that like, you can see them get turned away. You can see tears, you can see phone calls, you can see anger. And so I've seen, I've never seen airports. It's almost turning into war zones. So many fights, so many like fingers pointed at flight attendants. This is for my family. Like, how dare you turn me with so many scenes of just emotion. So pack extra patience, grace, and compassion, because we're all still figuring things out. And a lot of things are changing. And it's a, it can be a stressful time to travel if you are going to a faraway country. So just be mindful of that. So do you feel like it's best to uh, book with a travel agent who can apprise mm. you of all of these different rules and regulations and things that you need to have in order to get in and out of the country? That's a great question. And when I think about um, travel agents, I'm sure they've been out of work for a couple of years. So it would be great to support a travel agent's business. But if you are someone that like you don't mind doing research, you are meticulous and looking up things like for me coming this round, I think I took about two days to, to fact check about 20 different sources. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, this is what this website says, but the government site says this. Let me check these forums. So for me, it was almost like a game. I was like, let me see all the things like I enjoy the process because it's for me, travel planning is is a lot of the enjoyment of travel to begin with. So someone like me, I enjoy it. But yeah, if this is stressful, I would absolutely say get a travel agent. And if you don't, then it seems like you have to check the government regs for your own country as well as the country that you're trying to visit. Correct. Yes and no. So with the U.S. Embassy and the travel.gov page, they are quick to put a country as like alarm four, alarm five. And then I'll actually be in uh-huh. the country and I'm like, wait, what? I'm like, if any country should have the red banner, it's it's the country where there are killings and shootings every single day. And it, it's just amazing the way the U.S. government categorizes the danger in other countries. And so I would say if you want to check them, feel free. But almost every country is going to be a red flag. Like I've checked them recently and I'm like, wait, why is Indonesia level four of like, don't go there? I'm like, I'm here and it's everything is fine. So it's there's a lot of paranoia that the government spews. So I would say (laughs) I I wouldn't even check the U.S. government page. I would check only the government page of where you're going because they'll have the most updated information. U.S. passport holders. Here's what you need. Here's what to have. So where should we look online for the best deals, do you think? Yeah, so I love Skyscanner. I've been using them probably for a decade. So if you go to skyscanner.com and you start with your home airport in your travel or in your um, searching or destination um, area, type in everywhere or there's an option that says everywhere. And what that's going to do, it's going to show you the cheapest flights 
from your home city to anywhere in the world. Mm -hmm. So you're like, I wasn't even thinking of going to Peru, but it's a $100 flight to get there. So I guess let's go to Peru. (laughs) And a (laughs) (laughs) a lot of my travel destinations, I would chase the deal, not the destination. So I'm like, oh my, okay, uh, where can I go to for under $200? And I'm like, oh, Argentina? Let's see what's up. And so I would be going to like wherever it was cheapest to get to and then going from there. So yeah, I would say that Skyscanner is a, a great website for that. Is it a myth to purchase on a certain day is cheaper? Tuesdays is true? and Wednesdays are historically the days where, yeah. It's true. It's true. To, it's true. To a degree. Tuesdays and Wednesdays. If you can check for, yeah, book your flight on a Tuesday and Wednesday. Also, make sure you are searching incognito because every time, let's say if I go to Google on my regular browser and I'm searching for travel deals to Spain, it the cookies are going to be collected now. And all of a sudden you're going to see ads for trips to Spain and Spanish hotels but all that data, right. it, it's being sold and it's being passed around. And so you're going to see like the next day that you check, oh, wow, why did the flight increase $50? Because it's like now the cookies have tracked that you are looking for a flight to Spain. So it's going to keep raising the price. But if you browse incognito, what? exactly, it's so corrupt. Browse incognito so that cookies aren't being collected and then change, this sounds really bad, but change the country in the top to a developing country rather than the U.S. Don't say that you're booking from the U.S. because some of these prices are based on the economy of the country. So pretend that I'm in a different country, but I'm actually booking it out of the U.S. And you'll see that there's like a $200 price difference if they think that you're booking from a different country. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) She's shook. Yeah, oh, I'm trying to I'm trying to figure that out. I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to. It's an option on the website. So if you're going on, if you're on like Google flights, it'll say what country are you in, what currency and what language. So just go in the top right. You can keep the currency as US dollars, but pretend that you're in India and they'll adjust the flight to accommodate people in India that are traveling to that country because the the flight prices won't be the same based on the country that you're traveling from. So... So I have to act like I'm in India. Yes. Flying from Baltimore to. Yes. <laughs> yes. Really? Oh, my God. That's okay. why. Okay. All righty. So, it's so corrupt. Wow. These are things you pick up. And it, and my friends would be like, Glo, you just saved me 300 on this flight. I was like, you're welcome. It's just fun. I just like to share. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Now that we're wrapping up, is yeah. there any other pieces of advice or tidbits or anything else, any other jewels that you need to drop on us before we get out of here? Yeah, whatever whatever ideas, preconceptions, assumptions that you have about any country, any culture, I advise you to book a trip there. And when I think about just I've been thinking about death lately and I don't want it to sound morbid but we'll get into that about the Mm -hmm. book recommendation I'm just like man life is so precious and the moment you realize we're all dying more than we're living like how are we spending our days are we living as fully as possible are we taking advantage of this beautiful world that we get to occupy while we're here are we doing all the things that terrify us are we being present are we just making memories with loved ones 
And so my goodness, travel has opened my eyes and I feel so blessed and privileged to live this life. And I know it's not everyone's dream to travel full time, but one trip a year, like use those vacation days. Stop thinking that you're going to get a promotion if you never use your vacation days. Listen, yeah. no, your boss wants you to think that, but take time off. You deserve the recuperation. You deserve the renewal. Travel is such a beautiful gift. I see it and I hear it as I'm talking to you. I feel like I've, I've not done my due diligence here. I think I need to to stretch out a little bit more because really I, I go on vacation sometimes two and three times a year, but I only want to go to the beach. It drives my husband crazy. Trust me. So I feel like I definitely need to do better and I need to expand my horizons a little bit. So it's been a joy and a pleasure talking with you. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. <gasps> what? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver. 
And this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Now it's time for the segment, Wouldn't You Like to Know? What book are you currently reading? Yes. So A Year to Live by Stephen Levine has been so humbling and so, so sobering. And I'm just, I'm embarking on a project and I'm going to document it on social media soon, but I'm going to act as if I have one year left of life. And I'm going to share the journey. What would I do? all the wrongs, uh, the forgiveness that I need to extend. Wow. I'm so scared because it, feel, it feels like the most vulnerable journey I've ever been on, but I think it's yeah. going to give me so much healing and peace. So I'm excited. Wow, <laughs> that sounds exciting. I definitely would read that. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. What is the one thing you want to get off your chest? Oof. Let's see. I'm going to put it in regards to travel, especially to Black people. I feel safest mm-hmm. outside of the country. I know with mm. the racial reconciliation that we've been going through over the last two years, there is nothing better than feeling like you are human and you are worthy. And I get, I feel like I don't have to perform or audition for people's respect when I'm traveling. And of course, the 5% aside, like you are mm-hmm. treated like when you're seen as human first and black second, it, it does something to you. And I, I want yeah. more Black people to experience what that's like, especially in the Asian continent. <laughs> it just feels like you're treated like royalty. So I would really just recommend more Black Americans travel. Wow. Yeah. Now, that's interesting. That is really interesting. You feel that more in the Asian continent. For sure. For sure. Wow. Wow. Interesting. Okay. What's a motto that you live by? Oh, I adapted this from my ski instructor. I went skiing for the first time for New Year's Eve. And she said, Glow. did you love it or hate it? Oh, Lord. <laughs> a I know. Actually. It, it, it takes a lot of, oh, I, I love being yeah. humbled. I, it's fun to do things that humble you. Because I was a collegiate basketball player. So I'm like, oh, I got this. What sport? I got this. But yeah, it was tough. Mm-hmm. But one thing that she yeah. said is like, Glow, the person having the most fun wins. L- look out there. Everyone falling. The person having the most fun, they win. So that's my motto in life. Yeah. The person having the most fun wins. Oh, I love that. (laughs) That was awesome. It has been a joy and a pleasure talking to you, Glow. We'll just have to have you back on. Maybe I'll have you back on after we take our journey to to Bali. We'll let you know how that goes. Okay. Yes, I would love to. (laughs) Tell us, our listeners, where they can find you on social media. Yeah, you can find me on Instagram at Glow Graphics, G-L-O Graphics, or my podcast, The Glow Show, anywhere you can find podcasts. 
Thanks so much, Glow. We'll talk to you soon. My pleasure. Thank you so much. <laughs> Bye, Gab. All right. Bye-bye. So my biggest takeaway from this conversation with Glow is if you can take advantage of travel, like just to experience the world and recognize that there is life outside of your neighborhood. And secondly, don't forget your pillowcase. Enjoying this episode of Positively Gam? Then subscribe to the Positively Gam series to catch up on all of season two. And that's our show for this week of Positively Gam. You can follow me online at Gammy Nars and help us out by leaving a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and by hitting the follow button on iHeartRadio. Stay grateful, y'all. Positively Gam is produced by Red Table Talk Podcast and iHeartRadio. Executive producers are Adrian Banfield Norris, Fallon Jethro, and Jada Pinkett Smith. Our audio engineer is Calvin Bailiff. And our associate producer is Irene Bischoffberger. Our theme song is produced by D Beats. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net.